life is practical and beautiful. And there's a few mm. splurges here and there. And whatever life you imagine together, remember your friends and family want to set that up for you. So think of registry as not being greedy or selfish. Think of it as helping your guests as well. Welcome to Love These Days by Pop Sugar, a brand new podcast sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry that tackles all the ways that the last year has changed relationships. Because it's safe to say a lot has changed. I'm Jenna Ashkowitz. And I'm her fiance and co-host, David Stanley. This week, we're tackling what's perhaps one of the most exciting parts of the wedding planning, the registry, namely how to start your married life off right. Hands down, selecting items to add to our registry has been one of the most fun parts of getting engaged. I would have to agree. Let's dive in. Our guest today is Janet Hayes, the CEO of Crate and Barrel. Janet oversees all aspects of the company, including, of course, the Crate and Barrel wedding registry. Ooh, perfect. We can get some advice on our registry right from the top. I will take all the advice we can get. Janet has more than 25 years of retail experience and is passionate about all things wedding registry. She's been married for 20 years herself, has twin 15-year-old daughters, and loves to cook and entertain. That's a true registry expert right there. This episode of Love These Days by Pop Sugar is sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry. Pots and pans, cooking and cabernet, Sundays and sleeping in. Make your home undeniably yours with a Crate and Barrel Registry. First of all, we are so excited to have you, Janet. I don't know that there's anybody better to guide us on our registry. There literally is nobody better to turn to than you, the queen of the registries, oh my I, God. I will say. No kidding. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to being with you for the next hour and also throughout your journey and hopefully the rest of your life somehow or another. Um, let me start by saying congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's 2021 and your year is here. This is it. Oh my gosh. It's very exciting. <laughs> so does exciting. it feel like it's getting close? It really does. We're starting to do some things right now, say the dates, uh, just beginning to build our registry that really are making it super real for us. When it turned the new year and we're like, oh, now we're in 2020, I was like, oh, here it comes. You know, like the six month mark, like we're ready. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. I love it. Does it feel like your lists are building or dwindling? Your to-do list? Actually, kind of dwindling. We got a lot done. We have wonderful wedding planners who helped us along the way, but we got a lot done very early on in the planning process. I think getting the big stuff done, uh, venue, caterer, bar, like the stuff that really mattered the most to lock in has really helped us feel like we're on track. It's going to start to feel so good when your lists go down and your joy will go up. That's so true. I do feel though, it's been like weirdly moderate. We've been pretty happy with the wedding planning and the way it's going. I do think this is the lull before the storm. <laughs> As we get to month two, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah um, but we are just in the beginning of our registry, which is very exciting. I mean, yesterday I was scrolling and I was like this and this, but what about this? So being on the other side of it, Please tell us what it's like helping to create and market the products that we are shopping for. I mean, it's incredible. I consider myself so lucky. I come to work every day to do what I love. I love homes. I love family. I love tradition. I love the home business. Uh, I look at product every day um, and I look at customer experience every day and make sure it works the best way it possibly can. It's, mm. it's really 
quite simply that. It just has to be the best possible experience in order to let you build a home and create an experience that's undeniably yours. You know, for me to be able to see couples build registries and to actually see how people put together products we've chosen, but use their own style Mm. is not only so satisfying, but it's so interesting. So when we're designing product or choosing product, we're thinking of people just like the two of you that are starting off building a new phase of their lives together. Mm -hmm. And we provide choice and value and style and service. But we also aim to inspire people like me, who's celebrating my 20th year of marriage this week. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I know. What a fun time to be doing this together. Um, (laughs) And I'll tell you something. It just never stops. I continually add to my house. So (laughs) we're going to put a few rules down in place for you. You don't need to feel like when your registry is over you're done. It just, you'll continually add to your house. And right. I truly believe we should practice this today. Like your home doesn't end when your registry is complete. Think about it as just your beginning. So you don't need to feel stress when you're registering. You don't need to feel like you're being judged. It's an iterative process, just like your marriage will be. Hmm. I love that idea. I feel like it's like when you shop for, like when you were saying, you know, you, you continually add to your house. It's like, I feel like when you're shopping for Christmas presents for your family and friends and you're like, but this is really great for me as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, how do you get into the, the minds um, and the user experience of customers? How do you think about and really kind of bring yourself and others on your team into the kind of empathetic space to think about what they need? Such a good question. I pride myself on just being in touch and actually being a user. I'll go through the user experience myself, not as an expert, but as someone who's moderately good in the digital world. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll say simple things like, this is confusing. I can't click here. Mm. Nobody's going to know how to do this. Mm. These words aren't making sense. Let's make them more simple. I think, you know, who wants to be confused by something when they're about to go into a process that's so fun? So, yeah. You're all constantly loiter around in stores listening to people register. Hmm. And I will listen to their conversations. I pull people's registries all the time and just look at them. I'm in the details of this business because I love it. I find it fascinating. And I know we can be more helpful. We have to change with the times. The times are changing fast. And the way people are living and thinking are changing. And it's important that we stay up with that and make sure we can offer the best experience possible. Yeah. I think that, yeah, everybody's spending so much time at home now too, right? You stare at the same rooms over and over again. And all I want to do is rip everything (laughs) out and redo it. So this is perfect timing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So Janet, do you think that every engaged couple should have a wedding registry? Because Obviously, um, we're in the beginning process, but early on, before we even got engaged, when we were talking about getting married, there was a part of me that was like, oh, you know what? I don't think we need a registry. We don't need Mm -hmm. anything. We have everything we need. So Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to hear what your thoughts are. Well, it's a great question. Here's where that practice of not being stressed about it comes in. I mean, every couple is different and people are in different phases of their lives when they approach being married. So how they choose to register or even if they choose to register, I believe is really a personal choice. I was recently told about a couple that register for parts of a bus and then they built this custom bus 
and traveled across the country. Like, how fun is that? Oh, my goodness. Isn't that amazing? So imagine the hours of conversation that must have taken with that couple. But that couple learned a lot about what was important to them and what they really Mm -hmm. wanted. So here's my pro tip. A registry platform, right, should be thought of as a great place for conversations about your future, Mm. right? To think Mm. about really about how you want to journey this together. So it's really up to the couple and where they are in the phase of their life. Do I think everyone should? No, but there's going to be lots of reasons I can help you with of why it's helpful. But to each Hmm. his own is what I say. And I love, the, I love your framing, like it being a platform for conversation, right? Because it's ultimately about relationships and the, the continued path that the relationship is taking. And so this provides a platform for discussion and iteration and creativity and co-creation together. Yeah. And to think about some of the, I, I laugh now. It's, I remember some of the conversations I had with my husband when we were registering and where we are in our lives now. And Um, they're, they're so fun. Even when I listen to conversations in the store, right. That people have, you discover a lot about, about your partner when you're registering. It's like having money dates, right. When you talk about finances and what's important to you and what you're building for, for your future, that's kind of like, you know, what a registry can do for you as well. That's right. Uh, build upon the foundation of your new chapter. That's so, right. Yeah. And we've had we've had some good uh, some good discussions and even some debates like the the great Civil War debate of 2021, <laughs> uh, where we actually get, went through the, the the registry and tried to figure out which of the many great Civil War options were were the right oh, ones for us. Boy. Well, there's so many options, and yeah. we finally found a few that we both agreed on because our tastes can be so different and yet so, so similar at the same time. So it's very fascinating to explore <laughs> and discover that. <laughs> Speaking of fascinating, what's been your favorite overheard crate and barrel registry anecdote when you've overheard things or eavesdropped? <laughs> That's a good oh. one. I think it's more the discovery that you don't think your partner has a point of view on a particular room or even a piece of flatware, but instead it feels like it might be the time they've waited their whole life to tell you that (laughs) they actually have that point of view. (laughs) And the person, you can just see the other person just turn and just aghast. Like, I never knew you wanted gold flatware. (laughs) You know us so well, Janet. You know us so well. But maybe that person has waited their whole life to get that spoon in their hand. So I think it's just the surprise that comes out of the conversations always makes me laugh a little. (laughs) A lot of our basic registry items, since we're, you know, just starting, we have a little over a dozen items right now, in my mind, are things that we need maybe a new set of or something you know we we've actually cracked i think five large plates during the pandemic because we're eating at home so much so we literally have four plates left <laughs> yeah so everything is pretty practical on my end at least that i've added but i'm curious to hear your thoughts on like the best use of a registry like are you supposed to put things on that you wouldn't normally buy like in splurge on or are you supposed to put practical things on I think both. That's life. Life is practical and beautiful. And there's a few Mm. splurges here and there. And whatever life you imagine together, remember your friends and family want to set that up for you. So I would say, you know, think of registry as not being greedy or selfish or self-conscious. Think of it as helping your guests as well. And, 
and go from, you have practical guests, you have guests that want to splurge, you have, you know, you, you think of it as your life. And also a registry is not only there for your own organization of how you think about things, but also to help your guests along, but register for a broad range of items from every day to something great. And that will ensure that you have that in your home as well as something for your guests to choose from. But put down what you really want. It doesn't mean somebody has to buy it for you. And no one is judging you. Remember, people who are looking at this are people that you love. So please don't be self-conscious. Shoot for having a balanced registry. Go to both ends of the spectrum. Mm. Fill in the practical splurge, but then fill in the middle too. It's more about a balance. You know, if you pull up someone's registry and everything on there is outrageous, that's what you're going to say. So I think find your everyday, find your practical, find your balance. Don't Mm -hmm. worry about being judged, but approach it like life, you know, have your practical things in there and then have your beauty. I love that. And I, I think that's really liberating advice, right? Not to think of it as greedy or selfish uh, or self-absorbed, but actually like to think about this is you're actually helping people in a way by giving them lots of different choices and options. They don't have to buy them for you necessarily. You're actually helping people by helping to set them up to understand the things that you might want or need to really help launch this next phase of your life. So I, I love that that advice. I did yeah. take the Le Crusade off the list and I think I should put it back. <laughs> oh, I think I so too. I talk you into that. I can talk you into putting it back on. It won't take much. <laughs> I, You know what? I love the Le Crusade and I, I just love that it's, it's a timeless piece, right? Like it's one of those things that you'll use in your kitchen that you have that's classic, but like, I don't know that I would spend X amount of dollars on it myself right now, right? When we're planning a wedding. But I guess that is something that I, I want. First of all, I'll tell you that that piece, it's funny because it is it is an item that is on most registries. You know, you can choose your mm-hmm. own color, you can personalize it. But I'll tell you what, deep back in my own childhood memory, I remember my mom's Le Creuset. It is a part of my memories growing up. They're heirloom pieces. You can pass them along. I don't know if you're planning on having children. You don't need to answer we are. me. We are. It's fine. Okay, good. So it could be a piece that you pass on to your children, but I'll tell you what, if you use it as much as I think you are, it's going to become part of their memories. Like I'm telling you, I'm one of six kids and I could call any of my sisters or brother right now and say, do you remember mom's gold? It was back in the seventies called that color, but it's this kind of cool color. Now it's an awesome color. Now this kind of went with the avocado green Yes. Kind of gold um, Le Creuset piece. And by the way, any of us would kill to have that. We would all we would all love to take that <laughs> from her kitchen because it has so many memories. So Aww. that's how you have to think of it too, is think a little long-term on that. And it's a piece you're, I promise you, you're going to make Thanksgiving in it. You're going to make soups in it. You're going to, I mean, there's so much you're going to make in it. So don't get to the self-conscious space yep. because like I said, just because you put it on there doesn't mean somebody has to buy it for you. You hope they do, but- it's something you really want. I think it's something you'll use. You have to put that back on. I'm going to talk you into it by the time the hour's over. No, you, you really, We're it, it's not going to take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you have actually convinced me. I, I was like, should I log in right now? <laughs> what color? I think I want the white. I think I want the white. I love uh, the white. Oh, I love that though. It's like, it's like pinning memories to pieces, right? It's, yes. it's, it's creating memories as well. There are people are helping us do that. It's so true. I think about my mother. Um, I was lucky to have a mom who was an extraordinary cook and baker. And the KitchenAid that we've had for mm. years and years and years and years, 
evokes so many memories uh, with her, with family, with friends, mm. with learning how to make cookies. And it also lasts forever because they're built for, you know, millennium. But it brings up so many memories. And I think that's a really powerful way to think about it, too. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic piece. You're exactly right. We're doing it. With that, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Planning a wedding in a pandemic is a lot, but there's still one part of wedding planning that should be fun. Not the engagement photos again. (laughs) (laughs) No, the registry. Crate and Barrel is the place to find timeless pieces you'll love forever. You mean I can finally get that barbecue smoker? We'll talk about that. Whether you're movie buffs, wine lovers, or budding home chefs, Crate and Barrel can help you create a wedding registry that's undeniably yours. Plus, they offer one-on-one expertise and sample registries created by real couples that make it so easy to get inspired. The smoker is easy. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Okay, then how about the beer glasses? (laughs) Okay, fine. Let's add it to the registry. So we're just beginning to build our registry, but to, to zoom back a little bit, for people who are literally just beginning the process, haven't even started, how do you think about beyond sort of the balance approach, which makes complete sense, do you start with specific rooms in the house, like the kitchen, the bedroom? Do you think about, like, how do you think about a framework for approaching the registry um, at a very basic kind of introductory level? I think you should start in the kitchen. I think personally, it's the heart of the home and you're mm-hmm. going to spend a lot of time here together. Mm-hmm. And I would want to encourage you to start thinking about the everyday now and then the everyday and or if you have a bigger family. So let's think about the everyday now. Think about if you're having people over when we all get back to that, right? When when we can all have people over again. Mm-hmm. And think about that, not, not just the two of you every day, but a little bit bigger. And then I would recommend as a tip, register for two more than you think you need in general. Let me give you a scenario. Let's go to plates, okay? Mm. And let's say you register for eight plates because there's only two of you. So let's go through your day for a second. It's breakfast and the two of you ate, so there's two plates in the dishwasher. Then it's lunch, two more plates down. Maybe you have a snack, you got five plates in the dishwasher. And it's dinner and maybe two friends show up. So you're out of plates. You got to pick them out, you got to go. But if you had 10, you might be in a different spot. But let's think of another thing. Let's talk about bowls, which mm-hmm. seems to be what everybody eats out of. <laughs> totally. Right? Yes. So let's go to bowls. Okay. Cereal or oatmeal in the morning, maybe a salad bowl for lunch, mm-hmm. ramen for dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many bowls have we gone through? All different sizes, but it's how you eat. Right. So uh, think about that dishwasher. How many things go in that dishwasher every day? Do you want to be taking it out and washing it or... Run your dishwasher once a day, maybe twice, you know, whatever, however. So it can't just be, there's only two of us, so let's get eight. Go through your whole day. Think about how many plates, how many bowls, what size bowls. So it's not only how you're living your life today. When you close your eyes and think about who you're having over when this pandemic lifts, how many people is that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want to sit down and have dinner, do you have enough plates? So I'd say put two more on there than you think you need. So if you think you want 10, go to 12 because you'll be surprised how many plates end up in the dishwasher every day. I feel like you see us completely. Like I feel like you have a camera into our home. This is exactly the challenge we have every day is the dishwasher and plate and bowl supplies. So this is perfect. Can I give you some flatware? I'm scared to give you flatware advice, but I'm going to. No, please bring it. Okay. (laughs) First of all, believe it or not, flatware is and silverware 
is probably the hardest <laughs> to choose. So if you've done that, we did it. You're in, you're in good shape. Okay, good. When you're choosing it, hopefully this worked. Do you use forks or spoons? Do you like big spoons or little spoons? How does it feel in your hand? Do you want your serveware to match your flatware or do you just not care, right? So the spoon that you bring out and put in your salad, does that want to match the spoon at your table or you just not care? And if you really just don't care at all, register for a box set and just be done. So those are some of the choices you think about. Not only how does it look, how does it feel in your hand? Every time I go to my drawer in my kitchen today and I pull out a fork, I will not pull out the little fork anymore, no matter what I'm eating. Me too. I just want the big fork. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That's what I would register for. We actually chose the Vince Satin five-piece flower placement. Ooh, I love that. And I remember when we went to the store to go scan some items on our app, um, David, it was really, it was one of those things like you were talking about. We were like, I had no idea this meant so much to you. And now that I know, (laughs) we're we're in a better place. Um, <laughs> yep. you know, we finally agreed on this one cause we, our tastes are so different, but the only thing he picked up was the large spoon because mm-hmm. he eats so much oatmeal and cereal and uses that spoon so much that like I could imagine him, every time he picked it, I was like, he's going to say no because it's not big enough for his oatmeal. <laughs> I just yes. saw it. I saw it. Like my father, it. I love a good oatmeal in the morning. What can I say? Um, That's good. Heart what, healthy. What makes flatware so tricky? Is it the number of choices? Is it the number of actual pieces? What you've got to like the little spoon and the big spoon and the little fork and the big fork. What makes it so uniquely tricky? Well, I think you just nailed it. It's too many choices for mm. me. Mm-hmm. I like someone to just narrow it down and give me three choices, but instead you're you're looking at 50 to 75 because they all, it's beautiful design. It's the weight in your hand. It's the size, believe it or not. You don't want flatware to be this complicated because it just shouldn't be in life, but I don't know what makes it tricky, but I'm telling you, it is one of those moments that the conversations happen. (laughs) Okay. We have some rapid fire questions from our favorite game, Would You Rather? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Would you rather receive an espresso maker as a gift or a wine fridge? Espresso maker. I'm in desperate need of one right now. We're so excited for the rebel. (laughs) I am too. too. I need to buy that as well. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Would you rather upgrade to a chef-worthy kitchen or a spa-worthy bath? Ooh. Oh, kitchen. Ten times over. Always the kitchen. Mm. Yes. That's where I spend all my time. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I love that. Lacrosse to the stars. David, I feel like you you might be the spa-worthy bath in this trio. But I like that about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like a good spa day. What can I say? <laughs> Take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. right. Self-care. Okay. Have two sets of dishes, one formal and one every day, or one set that works for all occasions? Uh-oh. Okay. So you hit a passion of mine. I have passion around dinnerware and glassware. So I'm going to answer, I would like four sets of casual every day. <laughs> Whoa! She nice. switched it up. I like no that. formal. I don't want any formal, but right? I like choices in what I go for every day <gasps> to Ooh. suit the mood. I think yes. that's smart. Wait, that's really fun, David. Should we do that? <laughs> I think we should. I mean, yes. variety is the spice of life, right? Like, how do we figure out how to, you know, two and two, <sighs> two and two? Why do you only need to have one every day? Like. Just have oh, two. Oh my gosh. You've literally changed the game right now. Okay. Okay. Personal the world control. has changed. And Janet, are you doing are you doing one set, one set, one set, one set? Or are you doing 
two sets of two and two sets of two? I'm doing full sets of two. Full sets of two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I'm I'm open to that. Let's talk about this. This is like the Noah's Ark of registry advice. I love it. <laughs> and the last one. Would you rather open your registry gifts as they arrive or save them all to open after the I wedding? I didn't even think about this. <gasps> I, I think for me, it's like my house at Christmas. Everybody always wants to open a gift on Christmas Eve and I don't like that. You have to wait until Christmas. So I'm going to say open them all after the wedding. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Healthy restraint, you know? All right. We have the big question for you. It, this may be like Sophie's choice. I don't know. Okay? okay. We know parents aren't supposed to have a favorite kid. And especially with you, you have twins, so you can't have a favorite kid. But <laughs> we're going to make you choose anyway. If you could only select one item from Crate and Barrel to recommend for every couple's registry, what would it be? Oh, wow. God. Wow. This is hard. I mean, coming from the queen of registries. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, I'm going to cheat again and say I'm going to pick a favorite category, which is <laughs> entertaining. And okay. here's what I mean by that, because that word's kind of almost too formal too. Like, I would pick a huge cheese board with cheese knives and some yes. beautiful white platters and some beautiful white bowls. The simple, beautiful, all the things you can find at Crate and Barrel. But what is better than a huge cheese, not a little cheese board, not a cheese board for six or eight, big, big cheese board with some great cheese knives. And then when anyone comes over, you just fill that whole thing up with oh, you grapes so and charcuterie and cheese and candy and just throw out the knives and fill up the wine glasses and cocktail glasses and you're set. Speaking our language here. Yeah. So I, I think you can't go wrong with an oversized cheese board and great cheese knives. In another life, Jenna would have been a charcuterie board designer. So this is like right <laughs> oh. up her alley. She's, I, uh, I like to do like the, the very fancy charcuterie spreads with like the cucumber rivers. So I think we have to add one of those. Uh-oh, we might have to get you to do some for us. I absolutely. I will be a food If player. you twist her arm. Oh my god! How fun would that be? Let's get you to let's get you I'm to in. do some of that. How fun! We got the um, chip and dip platter because I feel like yes. I, I was thinking like, what do we need, and then what do we want, and like it's we love to host, we love to have friends over, obviously when things get better. And so I looked at like a lot of the salad bowls, the tondo bowl with like the beautiful round platter and the spoons. That's where my brain went. So I'm absolutely aligned with you. That's where my brain is. It's that entertain. Yes, a good chip and dip. And the Tondo Bowl is iconic. Right. The Tondo Bowl has been with us for years. It doesn't get old. It's, again, a, just a beautiful piece. So, yes, we're in the same place. So you've seen a lot of people talking in stores. You've probably seen disagreements. You've probably seen a lot of agreements. And, you know, like David and I with our, you know, finding flatware, finally, if each partner has different tastes or interests, right? Like say one one person in the partnership doesn't cook at all and somebody does. Like, what's your advice for compromising on the registry? You know, I would say don't compromise too much between each other or be conscious about why you're compromising. Is it because you feel like there's too much mm. on your registry or you feel like your aesthetic is all over the place? So take breaks. If you're compromising too much, take a break. You probably just need to come off your screen um, and walk away and do whatever you need to do. But overall, I think you you just put it down. It's a gift. You know, 
it's a gift. Again, it doesn't mean you're going to get it, but people love to see what you dream for. Hmm. You know, your size of your wedding might come into play too and how much you might be thinking about. So let's assume, you know, that 100 people are coming to your wedding, Yeah. right? And assume it's approximately 50 gifts if 100 people come. Mm-hmm. Plus maybe you're going to have two wedding showers and there's 12 people at each shower. So there's 24 more gifts. So now we're at 75 gifts. So it feels sometimes yeah. like you're adding a lot to your registry but it gets gobbled up really fast. Yeah. Hmm. Also, sometimes um, I've seen when people, one person in the couple goes crazy into one category. Like let's say their dream is to set up a bar in their house, right? And and someone's saying, oh my God, we're going so crazy. Do we need to register for all this? One of the ways to help in that is to have a shower that is a theme, right? Or yeah. go after a bar theme shower. So all again, all of that kind of gets gobbled up in one fell swoop. So- that's you know, there's cool. lots of there's <laughs> tips I can give on, you know, if it feels like someone's going crazy into one category, then stop for a minute and say, this feels important to you. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And why didn't I know this before? But see if you can think about how to incorporate that into a shower. Also, mm-hmm. allow two vetoes each, I would say. <gasps> I would say two vetoes. Okay. I started this on my registry and I've carried it through my 20 years of marriage saying to my husband, is this your sword? Is this the sword you're going to die on? Because if it's your sword, I'm going to give it to you. But watch out with that weapon. Because if it's the flatware that I hate and I have to pick up that spoon every morning. Right, right, right. It might not start off your day the way you want it to. No, but- you don't want a, a spoonful of resentment. That's not good. A spoonful of resentment. Good, David. I like it. I like it. I love that. I'm implementing the vetoes into our our registry. Yeah. I don't think we'll have to use many. I I honestly think we'll have some extras, but I, I'm going to implement that now. Yeah. One thing this is also bringing up for me is we've been doing some of the initial registry stuff just together perusing online, but I actually yeah. think we should separate a little bit. Like I should go oh. off, you should go off. Great. Like if we were in person and actually the last time we were in Crate and Barrel, we went to different sections of right. the store and just kind of did our things for a while. And then we came back and compared so that. So maybe so my will be used. That's, that's right. <laughs> This I'm, is just, good, I'm just setting you up for success. No, this is good. Creating registry is also helping couples with communication, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I think use your registry yeah. as a platform to talk about your future. Yeah. That's really how you can think about it and it becomes more fun. Do you right. recommend, Janet, using vetoes just for the registry or does that apply to the whole wedding planning process? Uh-huh. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> I'll stay in my registry lane. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at our registry now and literally it's all kitchen stuff. So we definitely need to branch out to a different room. That's true. That's true. As much <laughs> as I'm excited about the Breville espresso maker and I'm very <laughs> excited about that, we do need to branch out. Yeah. We are we're looking forward to that one. So you've answered so many questions already, but we wanted to make sure that we get in some of the questions from our Pop Sugar readers. So let's find out what's on their minds when it comes to the wedding registry. Do it. First question, is it okay to put a $500 item on our registry? Should we be mindful of price points and make sure to register for inexpensive gifts as well? Yes, it's okay to put that if that's what you want. Again, I think you know what, just because you put it doesn't mean somebody has to buy it for you, but put down what you love. People want to see what you love and people want to participate in getting that for you. And again, with the group gifting, it could be a few people going in on that for you. So yes, absolutely put it down and find that balance in your registry. 
All right. As a wedding guest, is there a right time to send a registry gift? Should it arrive before the wedding, right after I receive the invitation? Is it okay to send after the wedding happens? No rules apply. Send when you can. Send when you feel inspired. I would say stay within a year of that wedding date. It helps that couple return items if they have to, and it helps them get their home settled as well. So there's a little bit about thinking for the couple getting married in how you send that. Yeah, just be thoughtful. All right. Registries have absolutely changed, obviously, since our parents got married, right? So Janet, what like what features does Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry have based on how you've seen real modern couples use it today? The wedding industry has been so disrupted over the last, you know, five to seven years in great ways, I think. It has been disrupted in great ways and forced a more modern approach anywhere from, you know, the idea of same-sex rights marriage to couples building their own wedding websites. I mean, I've never seen the mean more, be more personal or people really wanting to break out of feeling like everybody else's wedding, which leads to their own registries, which leads to their own style. I think couples today feel more sure of who they are as they marry a little later in life, you know, leaving room Mm -hmm. for confident or courageous decorating decisions to be made. And, you know, recent trends of more casual living from maybe a more formal place have also really had an effect on what people are registering for the more casual way of life is it's really a generational change. Um, Having less, but it meaning more has had an influence on how people register and what they register for. But I mean, some really progressive changes in the actual wedding registry process, specifically at Crate and Barrel is digital, digital, digital. I'd say 90% of our couples start online first. Hmm. Um, It's a huge change, right? 90% start online. Uh, They still use the store, but they use it really differently than they used it in the past. They'll go there to go to events or they'll book one-on-one appointments or even virtually book a one-on-one appointment from someone from the store while they're sitting in their home. Because sometimes, you know, that personalized style that you're trying to get sometimes needs personalized attention. And, you know, in the past, there might have been just big groups of people moving through the store learning about registry, whereas the personalized attention has become something Mm. we feel is really important. So digital, using the stores differently, and then the app, the app, the app. 80% of our registrants use that Crate and Barrel app. Mm -hmm. And it's really great. You can build and manage and watch your registry. You're notified when gifts are bought. Your registry might be low and it'll prompt you to add more to your registry. It also just gives you the instant update. So if you're one that's into instant gratification, that app is going to do it for you. We love the app. We were actually (laughs) using it while we were in the store and it was just hugely helpful. Great. And the virtual appointment, we had no idea that was even possible. I know, I love We're that. We're going to be doing that, that. Yeah. very soon. Yeah, I think I used a little bit of both, right? Like we went into the store, we kind of touched things, looked around, saw things that we, you know, hadn't thought of before. But then, you know, going on the app and going on the website, it's really a great way to like focus in, right? You can look at and scroll and see what you have. You can do a quick search instead of having to go through the store. So I liked, you know, the tangible and I liked the virtual Uh, The other thing that we really liked was the group gifting feature. Right. So for things like the Breville Espresso Maker that we mentioned before, it's like having a handful of friends actually going on that together. We hadn't even thought of that, but it's such a great way to approach it, especially for our generation. Yeah, you're right. And that is another big change that has happened over the last few years in registry, right? Is that 
this group gifting, I think I think it's now 30% of our couples are using group gifting, which is a big change in the last few years. But you're exactly right. Or even, this sounds crazy, but even a sofa, right? If you registered for a $1,000 sofa and 10 people went in at, a, at $100, I would be so happy if I gave you the sofa that you sat on every night. You know, that would bring me joy as a gift giver. And obviously, if I gave you this Breville coffee maker you're dreaming of, it just brings me joy as a gift giver to be able to go into something that feels big and meaningful in your life. And that is a big change. Jenna's eyes just got really, really big <laughs> when you said people going in together on a sofa. So just, <laughs> well, just know, about you've like seen a, something here. No, we definitely need new bedroom furniture. And it's something that I was like not even thinking of adding, but it's definitely something that I feel like, I don't know, maybe Jenna, you can tell us like, it, it feels like group gifting allows friends to be more personal with what they're giving you. Like, oh, I think so. Right? It's like yeah. a more personalized feel rather than going, okay, here's, and nothing wrong with like, here's some cookie sheets. Like I need, I need new baking sheets for sure. But it's that thing of like attaching yourself to somebody's every day and every, somebody's future. So I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. You guys should think about that for sure. So I go to a lot of weddings and I love the registry. I love a place to, with a guide looking for, you know, something very specific for what they're looking for. Sometimes I like to give gifts and sometimes I like to give money. It just depends on the couple and my relationship with them, right? Mm -hmm. So as a wedding guest, do you have any tips for like gifts based on how well you know the person or or figuring out what would be most appreciated if the list is is long and the registry is large? I mean, there's no bad answer here. A gift is a gift, right? And we, and, and we know that. But to know where to begin, I would say think of what they like the most, right? If you're really close to them and you know things about them. Think of what they would like the most, or maybe what you would want to feel like you're sharing with them in their mm -hmm. everyday life. Like I had someone text me the other day that I had given some to-go coffee mugs to, and I was actually close with them. And mm -hmm. part of their gift, I had given these to-go coffee mugs. And she texted me the other day, a picture of her and her husband were out on a walk with their to-go coffee mugs. And she said, our most used wedding gift. Thank you. Aww. Aww. And here's the thing. It wasn't actually expensive and it wasn't any more than a t the to-go coffee mugs they wanted. And she thought of me on mm. this day when she was out. And she's, you know, that meant a lot to me. And it wasn't about how expensive the gift was or how big it was. It was just something I knew they would use a lot. And I felt like, okay, if you think about me now and again, when, you know, on a Tuesday morning when you're out for a walk, that makes me happy too. So I think if you're close to them and you know you can share in their everyday life, go for that kind of a gift. Hmm. If you're part of a you know, group that might be coming over to your house every Saturday night or every Sunday to watch a game, then get in on the group gifting and go for the sofa you're sitting on. <laughs> I'm looking at the Espero Ultralight right now. And I was like looking at those earlier, the, the coffee press to go mugs. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, you know what? <laughs> Jenna, you've just uh, expanded our registry over the last hour yeah. by a lot. You can now consider me your personal consultant for your <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, so what is your go-to advice for deciding on how much to spend on a registry gift? Well, it's personal, right? I mean, it's really, again, the thought that counts. And I don't really, I think there are no rules that applies. It has to be with coming from the gift giver's, mm. you know, state of mind or place in their life. And, mm -hmm. but there are things that can come into consideration about how much you can spend. So did you go to a shower or possibly even two before you have gotten that wedding gift out the door? They're not going to expect, you know, big gifts everywhere along the way. 
is it a destination wedding? That might also change how much you, you know, if you got yourself there, expectations are, you know, just that you're there. That's, that's a big enough gift. Um, Are you really close to the couple? Mm -hmm. And that might have an influence on how much you want to spend. But let's go back to the no judgment, no stress, because it applies to the guest as well. Mm. And it really should. I mean, you want them there. What you need for a great marriage is support and love from your guests. The rest is just gravy. Right. Yeah. The rest is just what they give. What they give you is important because it's a part of your life. But what you really need from them is love and support for your marriage. So it's really personal preference. And again, I think when we take all judgment and stress away, then it becomes the fun it should be. I do agree. I think registry is, I mean, it's amazing, (laughs) but it's the cherry, right? Like at the end of the day, what you're saying and what you've come in saying this whole hour has been like, this is a metaphor for your relationship, right? This is you building on your future. This is building on a foundation. So I love that it's all based on like the marriage, not the wedding day, not the showers, not the gifts, but I love a good gift. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? And I love a good registry. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and you mentioned something too, Janet, that I think is really important, which is fun. Right? It's really easy to underestimate right. or undervalue that. But like this process, both the registry and the wedding and your lives and all the things, whether that's walks with to-go coffee mugs or, you know, for Jenna and I, something that supports our our wine drinking, right? And our, <laughs> our, right. Our, our red wine consumption, right? It's like, right. these are the things that should be fun. And how do we bring more fun and joy, uh, especially at this time um, it is through fun. the wedding process? That's yeah. right. Keep it fun. Keep it personal. Keep it fun. Keep it meaningful. And your registry will, will grow to exactly what it should be if you keep mm-hmm. those rules applied. Janet, this has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You have definitely influenced our our registry. We will be turning to you for more advice, but we are so appreciative of you taking the time to talk with us. So thank you so much for for coming and chatting with us. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you on behalf of Crate and Barrel for registering with us. I mean, I personally do not take it for granted that you have chosen Crate and Barrel and we're here to help you in any way possible and any way to help any of the listeners. We are here and congratulations to both of you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited that you've committed to 2021. Maybe uh, the next time we chat, uh, we'll get advice on uh, what it takes to, to make it for 20 years and beyond now that yes, you're celebrating your, your oh, 20th wedding you. anniversary. So uh, congratulations to you. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. This episode of Love These Days by Pop Sugar is sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry. Plates and bowls, bath time and candles, cocktails and movie night. Make your home undeniably yours with a Crate and Barrel Registry. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Love These Days by Pop Sugar. 